It is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Plouffe, about five days since I've seen you. How are you? You hate it. You hate the weekends because you don't get to see me and we have this absence. Yes. But you know what they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I enjoy yes, seeing you on these Tuesday mornings. So I'm doing great. Yeah. I had a great weekend. You look great. We were just talking about your skin and your uh, goatee. Just stop that. Stop. How are you feeling? I uh, Older. Yeah, I had, a, uh, I had a birthday on Friday. I appreciate you, uh, you texting me. And I will show you this. I received a little um, envelope and a card. And this was from the John Boy Media offices. So I thought maybe it was like a $5 gift card to my favorite coffee shop, even though I don't drink coffee. You know, something cute like that. I opened up the card and look at this. It's signed by everybody at the office. Happy birthday. And I ran upstairs and I showed Michelle. <laughs> I said, take a look at this. And she's like, they really like you there. I was like, they yeah, love you. They there. do. That was very, it was very, it was a lot of, you know, happy birthday, dad. So proud of the man you're becoming sort of stuff. But I like <laughs> I like that when people talk shit. So it was very much appreciated. Had a great yeah. birthday. Got to hang out with most of my family. Uh, Josh couldn't get up here. He was in between um, production shifts down in uh, San Diego. But I was sure. very proud of him doing his work. So it was cool. Thank you, everybody, for the birthday shout outs. Much appreciated. But let's get to work. Oh, let's start with this. I, I just thought it was so weird. Why don't we just start with it? The comments okay. made by Rocky's owner, Dick Monfort. Uh, he had an eventful few days. He he told a group of Rockies fans, quote, I think that 500 is in the cards. And if certain stuff goes right and with the expanded playoffs, who knows what happens? He also, in a separate meeting, questioned the moves of teams like the Padres, saying despite their massive spending, they still have holes on their roster. Big deal or not a big deal, what Dick Montfort said. I feel like a lot of people are expecting me just to come on here and just crush Dick Monfort, but I, I don't think what he said was that bad. I really don't. Now, could he have worded it differently? Sure. You don't want to say we can approach 500. What he should have said was, yeah, like we got a shot at that last wild card. Why, why not? Why not us? You know, share in the optimism of your ball club and your fan base. Although I don't know how much optimism his fan base has, but those dudes in that room, they think they can do it because why else would they mm -hmm. be out there playing? And that's the bottom line. Whether you have to trick yourself into that or if you really believe it, that's what you're telling yourself. So he should have just come out and said, yeah, that last wild card spot is in grasp. If we make the right moves, if players you know, play to their potential, that's what he should have said. And about the Padres thing, I love it. I love that he said that. I mean, what does he have to go say? Oh, the Padres made all these moves and we have no chance against them. No way, man. Like you need to have your team, like literally your team's back. Like, just go do that. Be positive about it a little bit. I, I don't think they were these comments were so outrageous, though, Chris. Uh, maybe just use some different wording. Yeah, you know, I mean, even we did it on, um, I don't know if it was our Talking Baseball social media site. We just pulled the, you know, I think 500 is in the cards. There was more to it. They kind of sure. filled it out a little bit, right? Um, <clears throat> and that usually happens. I... To me, the actions speak louder than Dick Montfort's words. They have signed one person to a major league deal this offseason. That's Pierce Johnson, one year, $5 million. That's been it in terms of an addition uh, to the team. So I, I would sit there kind of quizzically if I were a, a Rockies fan and say, well, what is our plan? Is it, you know? And he talked about 
several youngsters that they feel like are on the cusp of helping their big league team. I think they had four of the top 80 or 85 prospects in the latest top 100 list that just came out a few days ago. Um, But to me, I applaud him a little here because he told the truth. We have asked several times this offseason, what do other owners feel about the likes of a Steve Cohn or a Peter Seidler, guys who are just spending, spending, spending? Dick Modford just gave us the answer. Why are all these teams spending? He mentioned the Mets. He mentioned the Phillies. He mentioned the Padres by name. Teams that spent, you know, signed $300 million ball players and didn't look back. So this is an owner telling us as fans, there's fractions among the owners. Like, yeah, we're yes. pissed at guys who are pushing payroll up, right? I, I appreciate his honesty. I don't agree with it, but I appreciate him him telling us. What, what I think is if the Rockies played 500 ball, we'd be ecstatic. I mean, there's I don't think there's any chance they even really approach it. I've, I, I mean, right. I don't want to be the bad guy, but we just did their TPP and went over it. I mean, they're going to – a lot of things are going to have to go right for them to finish 500. Uh, right. So, yeah, I mean, like this, this, when this came out, I did see like the, the clickbait headlining stuff that yes, our social team did put out, but there was some context to it. And look, if we're being honest, I mean, he, he said, what's probably the truth. I mean, 500 ball to them would be a winning season. If that no makes question. Any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it, like I said, I appreciate that an owner came out and said, I don't know why these guys are pushing a payroll this much. That's what, that's well, I mean, the way I read it. To that, you could say, well, they're trying to win the World Series. You ever thought no, about no, no. trying that? I, <laughs> yes. I love it that teams are spending money. But what yeah, I'm so saying is, is that we all know that other owners aren't happy about it. And here's one that's going on the record and saying he's not happy about it. So good. You don't have to lie to our face. Thank you. Uh, National League batting champion Jeff McNeil, speaking of the Mets spending money, Gets a four-year, $50 million extension. Does that feel a little on the light side to you? I mean, for her, for his caliber of player, it does seem light. And it is light, but you have to take into account where he is on his you know contract status. He had two more years of arbitration. 23 and 24 were going to be ARB years. Then he becomes a free agent. And at that point, I think he'd be like a 33-year-old free agent. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, at this point, it was right for the Mets to go and and – try to sign him. And I think he thought the same thing. Like, look, I just had an awesome banger of a year, a career year for me. Although he's been a really good hitter in years past, but you know, he he put it all together this year. And I think he wanted to capitalize on, I mean, this is 100% life changing money. He'll never have to do anything again after the game of baseball. So when you get a chance like that, especially, you know, at a, 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 a guy, I don't want to say his age because he's still pretty young, but he doesn't hit for a lot of power. And I think sometimes teams really value that. I think that uh, he and the Mets were right to to uh, get an extension going right here. I think it benefits both I sides. I think the only risk he runs is to see how a control bat um, feels with the new rules, with sure. the shift change. I'd be curious to see it, it, what sort of impact it has on a guy like Jeff McNeil. But do is you think he got shifted a lot? More important? Did he get shifted a lot last year? I feel like these guys that I, have control bets didn't get, they don't get shifted. So I'm yeah, curious. It's possible. Yeah. I, I would have to go look at, at all those numbers. Um, but I think now based on what the new rules are, I just want to see one season play out. Not that that'll be the end all be all, but it'll give mm-hmm. us a little bit of better taste of, of what we're looking at. 
I don't think he shortchanged himself much. It just feels like with the Mets throwing all these exorbitant numbers out for guys who are making over $40 million a year, or, hey, let's bring in Carlos Correa for more than $300 million if that had worked out health-wise. Mm-hmm. And now to see Jeff McNeil making an AAV of 12 and a half per year, you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. It's weird <laughs> how we've been conditioned now. Yeah, you know, and if he was a free agent, you know, going into this offseason or, or even after this year, the, the numbers look completely different. You're adding another $25, $30 million. So it's um, it's just that leverage that the teams have because they had the years of control. But like I said, I think the Mets are getting a deal, and I think Jeff McNeil is getting a deal here. Well, let's remember, what did Andrew Benintendi sign with, with White Sox for? Five for 75, I think? Five seventy-five, yeah. And this is a guy who's been more consistent at the plate. It, you know, I don't know. I, he would have gotten more than $75 million in the offseason if he had been a free agent this year. Yes, yes. And that would be at his age 30 season instead of 33. So it's it's just all that stuff plays into this. And like I said, I think he did well. I think it'll be curious now people are talking about, like, the next one up is Pete Alonso. What's his number going to look like? It's got to start with a two is what they what people all feel like. Huh. I read that the payroll with taxes this year is $470 million. I know. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. So it's that crazy. tax number is going to be, is that going to be a nine figure tax? Close to, I it. think so. I, I think so. I think right now as he's spending anything more, like even with the McNeil thing, it's like dollar for dollar. He's paying. Wow. Man, oh man. Going must like be this, nice. Chris. Just like, well, you, he's more, you I think he's before. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 very much. More it's been working in reverse. Battle let's bring bots. that in instead of do this. It's <laughs> let's go this direction on it. What what's he worth? 17 and a half billion. He, he better start earning some more money the way he's spending. Let's go. He better. Yeah. I, I recently within the last month, I should have written this down. I saw the list of the richest owners in in team sports in this country and i think he was third who's um, so steve Ballmer's probably ahead of him i think Ballmer's one and i think dan gilbert of my cleveland cavaliers is two yikes hey hey yeah hey hey just saying just saying hey this show is sponsored by better help uh, you have heard me talk on this show and also on the Chris Rose rotation about uh, therapy and, and the role that it's it's played in my life. I've been in and out of therapy ever since I was a little kid. There wasn't a specific incident that led me to therapy. Uh, my parents always felt like it was good to have somebody to bounce ideas and thoughts uh, um, with that that wasn't part of our family dynamic. And I'm a big believer in it. I think it opens you up to thought process and um, and kind of a, a different worldly dynamic where it'll open your eyes to seeing uh, maybe a smoother transition, whether it's through relationships or jobs or how to deal with things and stress and anxiety. Um, here's the key about better help. You work with a therapist that can get you closer to the best version of you. You're going to feel a bit more empowered. You're going to be prepared to take on anything that life throws at you. And we know that that could be twists and turns all the time. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It is convenient. It is flexible. It is affordable. And here's the great thing. It's entirely online. So if you're traveling, if you're moving around the country, you just bring your computer. You are good to go. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist 
And here's the deal. If you don't click right away and it's important to find the best therapist for you, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Need you to visit betterhelp.com slash baseball today. You're going to get 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today. I'm telling you, therapy isn't a thing that you should go, oh my God, are you in therapy? Really, you need help? We have become a world where it has become accepting. Uh, it's a way to feel better about yourself. So go sign up for it today. And you can save 10% as well with the code word baseball today. We continue on with uh, another trade that happened in recent days. You had Cole Irvin. He was dealt from Oakland to Baltimore. We also have Zach Cranky back in Kansas City for another year. Which one of those transactions piqued your interest more? Well, I can tell which one piqued your interest more, so I'll go with the other side because this one did hit close to my uh, my heart here. Cole Irvin going to the Orioles, I think, is a really good deal for the Orioles on the A's side. I don't even really want to talk about these dudes. I mean, it seems like every five years, we're like, they stripped down their entire roster to the studs and just put in a bunch of names that are good players, and you'll have like what the Oakland A's fans have to deal with. So I don't want to talk about that side, but for the Orioles – you get a guy who's not a free agent until 2027. It's his first year of ARP. And by the way, it's his birthday today. So Cole Irvin, hey. happy birthday. He's uh, 29 today, January 31st, 2000, hey. or excuse me, 1994. That's what I say, 2004. 1994, he was born. Uh, but look, cost controlled. Uh, you have from you have him for four years. Like this is a, a a great deal for the Orioles as they're kind of transitioning, bringing some of their younger uh, pitching prospects up to the big leagues within the next couple of years. You know, a guy that can eat innings the way that Cole did last year. I think he threw uh, thirty games, hundred and eighty something innings pitched. Like this is what you need. They bring in Gibson, they bring in Irvin. Both these guys are awesome dudes in the clubhouse. So uh, I mean, a little bit of a mentor role for Cole with some of these younger guys. But if anything eat the innings, be part of the transition um, as they look to get into their window. I mean, Baltimore is about to start going, people, and it's exciting. Well, last week, we I remember we had a question, uh, which team disappointed you most with their offseason so far? And I said a little bit about the Orioles because I thought that they needed to capitalize on the enthusiasm that they brought to that city a season ago, and in part because they didn't make a big-time pitching move. This – betters their staff, but not by a ton, in my opinion. If you look at Cole Irvin's splits, they're not good home and road. He pitched great in that, you know, cavernous Coliseum a year ago. Elsewhere, it was an over five ERA. So he's going to have to work on that, particularly in the American League East. Um, but to me, the the move that really piqued my interest, if you were talking about the Orioles specifically, it's that Grayson Rodriguez, the number one pitching prospect out there, is going to have a chance to break with the with the team. So to me, if I'm an Orioles fan, that's the news I get excited about. I do think Cole Irvin will help. You mentioned him being an innings eater. I am wearing a Royals hat because I love Zach Granke. I think he is as interesting as they come. Uh, every teammate will say the same thing about him. They love his brutal honesty. I, I think him being on one of the younger teams in baseball where guys are trying to prove themselves is, is interesting as well. I, he is still playing for something individually, whether he'll say it or not, he's 118 strikeouts shy of becoming the 20th member of the 3000 strikeout club. And the only guys that are members of that club that aren't yet in the hall of fame are Verlander, Scherzer, Clemens, Schilling, and Sabathia. 
Well, Verlander and Scherzer, they're still playing. Sabathia is not yet eligible. We know about Clemens and Schilling and what goes on with them at the voting. Um, more importantly, Greinke has been an elite strikeout pitcher without giving away free passes, which is saying something. According to Joe Posnanski, who dropped this tweet yesterday, he'll have a chance to become one of only four players in history with 3,000 strikeouts and fewer than 800 walks. Wow. That's an amazing that's an amazing number. It's beautiful to me as a position player playing behind someone that doesn't walk people. I mean, you, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Now, based on his performance last year, so unless he has a major renaissance in the strikeout game, he's going to have to be there two years in order to get this done. But if he strikes out, let's say, let's say he stays healthy and he strikes out 80 to 85 guys, you can't walk away when you're less than 40 strikeouts from 3,000, could you? I don't put anything past Zach Grinky. He can do whatever he wants and he will do whatever he wants. <laughs> he might want to get to knowing him. He might get to 2,999 and say, I'm done and pull himself from the game. You're right. He is. Um, go, go find these columns. I know that the athletic has done a couple of them on Zach Grinky, you know, former teammates or current teammates, just telling in some cases, one, two, or three-line stories about the conversations they've had with him. Just everybody says the same thing. It's just brutally honest and will say anything that it, there's no filter with him. I, I tell this story. I think I've said it on here before, but it's it's worth mentioning again. The first time I faced that Grinky, I was a scrub, young guy, and I came back to the dugout. And I was like, I don't know what all like the hype is about. I saw that pretty well. Now, did I get out? Yes. Um, then the next time I faced him, I was a little bit better of a hitter. And so I think he tried a little bit harder. And then I came back to the dugout and I was like, oh, now I get it. So the first time I faced him, he didn't even care. He's like, here, bro, like, here's my easy shit. And I didn't do anything with it. And then I think he said, okay, let's, let's dial it up. And man, like the pinpoint accuracy, the movement of his pitches, like he had a little slight pause in his delivery. Like everything kind of messes with you. And he's just, he reads everything that you do in the box. Like you, it's like a, it's like when you're playing poker, you try to have a poker face with this dude because he'll pick up on anything. If your front shoulder's going, he's going to expose you up and in down in the way. Like if you're diving in, you're going to get one up here. Like he knows how to pitch and it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. I don't want to ruin the story, but Justin Turner, when he, the first time he was on the Rose rotation, I think, First or second, he uh, he mentioned one time he went up to Granky and he was struggling early in his Dodger days. And he said, how would you get me out? And Granky got up and walked away. And Turner was like, well, this is weird. And he came back the next day and told him exactly what he would do, you know, and just gave him, you know, the perfect blueprint. And, and he is... Justin Turner, you know how he's right on top of the plate now? Mm -hmm. He said Zach Greinke is the reason he made that change because of what Greinke told him. Yeah, it's really amazing stuff. So good good that he's back. All right, uh, big last few days for the Rays. Uh, they started the process of perhaps moving toward a new stadium in St. Petersburg. Wink, wink. We'll see if that gets done. Uh, but they also gave extensions to Andy Diaz, uh, Pete Fairbanks, Jeffrey Springs. Uh, extensions are nice, but have the Rays done it enough to improve their team in their offseason to say, yeah, okay, they're going to take it a step further. 
I don't know. I feel like we look at the Rays roster every offseason and we kind of we understand they're going to be competitive. And we're just curious how they're going to deploy all like their assets. And I think for the first time, we're seeing like a pretty strong rotation come out of there where you can say, that, like, are, are these guys going to be actual starters for them? I think we, I think we're going to see that uh, Springs last year when they put him into the rotation was dominant. Uh, so I'm happy for him that he's turned that season into a nice little payday for himself. Uh, but then, yeah, you got Yandy who's going to probably be at you know the top of the lineup. And I, I said this on Talking Baseball yesterday. I'm looking at the roster. I know they're going to win 90 games. I know they're going to be there. I just, you know, it's it's going to be it's how do, how do they get there? Um, but they will be there. So when we look at other teams and we expect them to do certain things, fill this hole, fill that hole, the Rays don't really operate that way. So we can't really look at them. Um, as the same as we do as other teams. Do I think they've done enough? Yes, I do. To answer your question. The only big guy they brought in was Zach Eflin, right? And he'll be somewhere in the yeah. back end of that rotation. Now he might even be their number five starter. And he's the guy they gave the most free agent money to, I think in team history. Um, but you're right. They just, they look at guys and they continue to project and they say, yeah, we're comfortable with him. So we don't need to go out and get something, you know, now have they lost some leadership? Yeah, to me, that's the biggest question is sure. how do they fill the void of a Mike Zanino and Kevin Kiermeyer and a couple of guys who were injured a year ago? And, you know, um, G-Man's no longer there. They're going to miss him and his personality and what he brings. So that's the sort of stuff I'm watching. If I have to circle one name, to me, it's very simple. It's Wander Franco, right? We've talked about his buzz for two years and he's received that, you know, $200 million extension. He hasn't even played 162 total games as a big leaguer yet. He's been banged up. So let's see what he has. If he can give us 140 games, it really changes the dynamic of that entire offense. So that's kind of what I'm watching. But yeah, I would agree with you. I think they've done enough. McClanahan, Glassnow, Rasmussen, Springs, then Eflin rounding out the rotation. That's a pretty good rotation. Typically, like I'm saying, we're like, hey, like, are these guys going to be out of there in the fifth? I, I don't know if we're going to see that out of out of this group of pitchers. Like, I yeah. think we're looking at a real deal starting rotation there. And then you're right. Yeah, Wander, it's a big deal for Wander to get going and be the centerpiece of that offense. But I think they they have enough around him to to compete, and then they let the pitching kind of take over. I would agree with you. I would agree. They're never sexy, but at the end of the year, they're right there. You can't talk about the American League playoff picture without the Tampa Bay Rays. It's that simple. doesn't matter what your expectations are. Uh, finally, I spent a lot of uh, mindless time on my phone. I'm just flipping through stuff, and I found something the other day. I laughed my ass off at this. So it was a TikTok done by a guy who is obviously not a baseball fan, and they're they're doing the filter where they have the team logos that float on your head. And here he is trying to guess what the logos are. So if you're just audio only, I would hop on over to our YouTube page to watch this portion of the program. Or you could use therapy of the mind, theater of the mind to in, to, to figure this one out. So here we go. Oh. <laughs> New York socks. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. San Francisco Padres. Oh my god, I'm sucking at baseball. Uh, Texas Cubs or Cobblers. <laughs> uh, Sandy, San Diego uh, Red Sox. Um, uh, Orioles, Oscar. Or 
Dude, I cannot wait to watch the Oscar Orioles play this year. So (laughs) is that sad or hilarious what we just witnessed? That was hilarious. Oh my, with the San Francisco Padres, that was my favorite one. Cause then he gets San Diego and I think he's like, dang it, I messed up. And maybe they're not that Uh, Texas Cubs is good. I mean, I bet if I did that to like, uh, you can do that to pretty much anyone. I bet they'd have the same reaction. Unless you're super into baseball. Like we are, we know all the logos and stuff. Like, I feel like that was, that's pretty hard. So I don't want to be too harsh on this guy. It was hilarious. I mean, and his, just his reaction. It's very, very funny. His, re- oh his facial reactions. Like you could see the ang- the angst in his face as he's, you know, doing this whole thing. I laughed. I laughed so hard. I just had to share it. Why Dan not? Rourke, our producer, uh, says everyone should know the Yankee logo. Just relax, bro. You know what? It's interesting, relax. though. So if you were to take the, um, you know, 100 plus logos of the four major sports teams. Yankees is obviously the most obvious baseball one people would get, right? Don't you think? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. Dodgers is pretty, I mean, LA is, and you know, when you have the the city initials on, it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. But you could just say LA. You have to, you have to say what team it is, not just city. Oh, the LA Dodgers are pretty, you know, well-known as well. Hmm. I I, I could do be... I could do the NBA. I could do NFL. If you put the hockey logos in front of me, there's no chance. There's no chance, huh? I mean, I would know some of them. Ooh, maybe this is what we do one day. We're give me, a give me like a, a random, give me a random NHL city, and I'll see if I can name the team. Uh San Jose Sharks. That's California. Yeah, that's I know good. That one. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, maybe I can. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, see, you're good at this. You're fine. all right. We're fine. Do you have anything? Uh, wh- when do we start releasing your uh, the what do they call the TPP? TPP is a team profile projections. Well, they'll start going out, uh, like kind of like second week of February, I believe. Oh, okay. maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll be out earlier than that. We've, we've already done about 10 teams. Mm. And I think we have this on Thursday, we have another big old session. Oh, boy. So do we have to move the show from Thursday? No. Oh, phew. Okay. I'll take the break Good. from that to do this, then go back to it. What? You are an animal. Ooh. I love that. You are an and animal. Then I, and then I have uh, a, a golf after that. Oh, whoosh. Okay. Latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Lucas Giolito is out. Spent a lot of time talking about his off-season trip to the Dominican where he was helping save our planet. Loved hearing about that and um, how he's getting ready for the year. Trying to for a bounce-back year. Big one for him because he heads yes. into free agency after 2023. Um, yes, he does. And how, how the team is trying to bounce back. How he explains what happened to them if it more was more than just bad health. I thought Lucas was pretty honest. So give it a listen. And I taped a, uh, an interview with Kike Hernandez yesterday. So that's going to yes, be coming out next week. It was a, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. You made a little, uh, taped appearance in there. Yes. He, he was very funny. He is. He's one of the funny ones. 
All right. Uh, so we are back at it again on Thursday. Don't worry. Right around the corner, we'll be back to five days a week. It'll be here before you know it. When but are we meantime, starting that? We're going to take March? Uh, uh, prep sometime in March. Yeah. Okay. Probably after our little uh, soiree that we have with the rest of the John Boy Media folk. That's my guess. Oh, okay. That's that's what I'm guessing. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, the most interesting man at John Boy Media, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.